Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, along with our new temporary, maybe at some point his own show, uh, co-host here, Jason King. Say hi, Jason. Hey, what's going on? Shit, chilling, man. So this is the first time that we're going to try this with me and you. Uh, Kevin's going to be gone for a minute, y'all, if y'all didn't know. Um, all of you new folks, welcome. I've noticed that there have been a huge jump in the amount of people that we had at the show or, you know, listening to the show now. So a lot of stuff going on, man. That's what, a good thing, right? Keeps your life busy. Oh, yeah. So what's like, we, we, I'm sorry. We don't Kevin around. <laughs> so what's been going on with you man and just working my tail off went out and visit the stampers um just oh. working man. how did that Getting go visiting stampers yeah oh it was great man they made me sleep on the floor <laughs> but you know hey, at least like a little half inch pad to sleep on when i was there i got a bed so you know Thumb. No, they were like, "Hey, sleep in our bed," and I was like, "No, I'm not sleeping in y'all's bed." Yeah, I didn't. I didn't sleep in their bed. That's, that's yeah, weird. I'm not sleeping in nobody's bed. Yeah. I'm, ha- I'm perfectly happy sleeping on the floor or in my truck. So yeah, but it was good time. We had a great time. Um, you know, I felt like the, the further I got east, the it started feeling like deliverance type stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> had to be careful, right? It didn't look as pretty as, you know, Kevin out there. I'd get raped. Oh, man. When I drove through uh, with, with Mike, when he picked me up from the airport, I'm like, man, it's, it is wild out here, man. Like, uh, it's different. Right? I had to, yeah, I had to point out to Anthony, like, man, we're in Mississippi right now. It's like some real shit. And then yeah. he's like, he doesn't really care, you know. But I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking out the window like I'm crazy and shit and Driving on down to Florida was cool because, you know, those are states he hasn't visited. So, you know, he's driven all through that southern shit. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was nice. It's, you know, as many places as we've been across the world, you know, we forget about all the the different ge- geographical regions and the states and everything the states has to offer. Oh, yeah, all the time. I, there's so many places I want to go to here in the states that I just haven't even really thought about like uh for our our next trip you know for next year we're going to go to colorado i've always wanted to go there and now i get to go with my friends it's great right yeah absolutely yeah you know hopefully i can get this company to take us uh white water rafting okay yeah that'll be a blast you're gonna have to go on that bro oh yeah i will we'll see what what sil says but yeah sure i'll I'll do it sure Yeah, just get a life insurance policy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that <laughs> that won't look suspicious at all. No, not at all, right? Yeah. Now, hopefully, after you know, from these reunions, we were able to, you know, visit all these different states. Oh yeah, explore different things, right? And visit people's homes, as in the state they live in. Yeah. You know. um, I guess, you know, it's okay for me to say this. My birthday's in October, and I was going to have everyone or whoever wanted to or whoever can afford it to come out to California, to L.A. for a little bit. And, like, doing the math and everything, we're like, it's cheaper to just go to Vegas. Like, everyone can fly in there. There's no point in, you know, having everyone 
shuttle back and forth in LA in traffic. It's going to be terrible. Let's just do it there. Oh and, yeah, I thought y'all were talking about going camping for your birthday weekend. Yeah, and I, then, I thought about that if we were to stay here in California, but eh. yeah, and I saw something this past weekend when I was with the Stampers. They had mentioned that y'all were going to be in Vegas the week after I'm going to be there, but I'm going to try to hit it back to back weekends. Oh man, it's hardcore. Yeah, I'm going to try to do it. The first weekend I'm going up, I'm driving. I think I'm going to take my mom and my dad on a road trip. You know, I'm I'm setting myself up for failures. They've been divorced since I was like three. So, you know, I'm sure it's going to be like taking two kids that constantly argue with each other on a road trip. But I haven't never been on a road trip with my parents just because I was raised by my grandparents. Mm -hmm. So... This would be a good time for me to pay for it, take them on a road trip, you know, stop by the Grand Canyon, stop off in Vegas, have some fun, and then drive on back. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Me and my family, when I was younger, we used to do road trips all the time. It was so, uh, it was pretty cool, man. I mean, not to any place really far. We drove to Texas once, but. um, Yeah, that's pretty far. That's at least a two-day drive. Oh, yeah. In an old Chrysler minivan. The bean-looking ones. How's that thing break down on the side of the road? Oh, no, I made it the whole way. Really? Yeah. Were I you think they actually got a ticket for speeding. I was uh, I was in like the eighth, oh, yeah, sixth grade, so. You probably didn't have seatbelts back then. You probably just cruising along, going as fast as hell. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I got to try Whataburger. Whataburger? Whataburger? Yeah, Whataburger. I got to tell you, um, here in California, we have... Uh, we have in and out and it's so much better than Whataburger. I got to say, yeah. man, I'm sorry. Oh, just think about the phrase, in and out. It sounds, they just want you to get in and get the hell out. It's not even, they don't even want to keep you there. Oh, man, yeah. Get get your yeah. shit and get, get out of here. Get going. Yeah, get shit and get out. But think about Whataburger. It's called What a Burger. Mm-hmm. All right? So, you know, I was, I'm... I'm a fan of Whataburger. Don't get me wrong. Um, I kind of had to protest them when they sold the company to some company in the Chicago. Oh, what happened with them? Well, continue. Uh, had to disown them. Mm-hmm. Had to dis- but I've tried in and out I'm not a fan of their fries. They make them right then and there in front of you, and they still taste like crap. I'll agree with you on that one. I'm not a fan of in and out fries, but their burgers, man. Their burgers are pretty decent. They're you know, they, I like how the bread's a little crispy. Oh, man. And then, I, you know, compared it to Whataburger, and I'm like, man, this is like kind of like Wendy's. Like, not even that good. Wendy's? Dude, it's not that good. Sorry. They brainwash y'all out there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. But that's the difference between, you know, uh, California and, and Texas, right? Yeah, that y'all are brainwashed? No, y'all are brainwashed. Look at this shit y'all got going on people are fleeing california to come to texas because y'all are it's a bunch of y'all that live in texas y'all don't use that space so us from california we're just moving out there buying up that land and uh living a better life because taxes and shit out here in california it's murder yeah you're probably getting tired of the taxes the high price everybody knows that california it's it's so expensive to live out there yeah. Depending on where you live, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like I, everyone knows I live in the Los Angeles County area. Right. And man, when we get hit with so many taxes with stuff, um, some of them like our own doing by shooting ourselves in the foot because people in the California don't read before they vote. They actually voted for a gas tax increase, which is like, why? You know, that's that's the biggest thing, right? I don't care who anybody votes for when it comes to president. All right. The voting for the president that they never they never say what they're going to do. And they really don't make a big impact on things. However, your local officials are the ones that change everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones where you need to vote for. Because they increase school taxes, city taxes, sales taxes. They, they have too much impact on your wallet Yeah. when it comes to this. So that's, that's my biggest concern on where I live. Um, but don't get me wrong. I hadn't been in California since I was a kid. And, you know, my mom was a big fan of the Beach Boys and still is. And, you know, Cal- California girls. And hey. About, right the Beach Boys are from Hawthorne I went to I was actually most of my childhood I was living in Hawthorne when I say I'm from Inglewood I was raised there too because of my grandma that's where we stayed and played and was raised at but I lived in Hawthorne and the Beastie uh, I'm sorry Beastie Boys the Beach Boys are from Hawthorne California so yeah right. so I mean you got got a lot of great things about California mm-hmm. uh but then, you know, like Texas, we have a lot of great things. You you almost can compare the two states, and they're so similar, and they both have so much pride, everybody who lives in them. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all this pride. And no matter where we move, like everybody who's moving from California, right, they they still vote the same way. They still, um, they still love California. They still got their bumper stickers that say, oh, I'm from California. Mm-hmm. You know, they still wear the T-shirts that In-N-Out Burgers better. You know, they they scream California, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 have that surfer surfer vibe to them. And then anywhere in Texas, you know, when we leave Texas, we still hey cowboy hats, cowboy boots. Texas is bigger, better. You still fly the Texas flag. Yeah, you still Texas. Yeah, no y'all, y'all stay Texas Texas up, I guess more likely like a gang or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're the largest gang, right? Yeah. Oh, you don't mess with them. That's Texas over there. They all Texas stuff. You see the cowboy hats and the boots. Like, no, man, I don't mess with them. State that used to be their own country. Uh-huh. Don't yeah. fuck with them. Yeah, but you know, like the flip side, I see a, a lot of people leaving California and, and going to Texas, Nevada, places like that because it is so much cheaper and. You know what? I can't knock it. I actually considered it for a minute. Is it is it the prices that make you think about leaving, or is it the the political, the things going on in the news? Oh, the news, I don't give a shit about that. There's not much I can do about that besides voting. Um, but, like, we pay registration for cars every year. Um, that's expensive. Yeah, um, we do it here in Texas, too. Yeah, but how much is your registration? Uh, depending on, well, I got a Purple Heart, so it's cheap as hell. Okay. But uh, yeah, depending on what you're doing, you got to get it inspected first, which is about thirty some odd bucks, and then registration can be anywhere from sixty dollars or more. Okay, so <clears throat> here in California, 
You pay for your car when you initially buy it. You pay taxes on the car. You have to have insurance, you know, mandatory stuff mm-hmm. off the bat. You know, you got to do that. Hold on. I was looking at a news story about Nancy Pelosi. Oh, she's in Taiwan. Yeah, man. What is that about? I don't know. She She's from California. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what she does. Right. <laughs> The only thing I follow her is when it comes to her stock market advice. Oh my god, stock market! Yeah, her husband—they make millions. Mm-hmm. I should start paying attention to what she's doing more, right? Yeah, I'm not going to follow her uh, like her lifestyle, but you know, when any of those guys in Congress, Senate, whatever, mm-hmm. start talking about, you know, what stocks, you know, that they're putting in and. And you can see what they're investing in. Well, hell yeah, I'm gonna go out and get some, right? Yeah. If they're if her husband's over here, I'm gonna invest in this. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go invest in that. Mm-hmm. They got something. They got some kind of knowledge about what's going on. They don't become multimillionaires for just being in Congress and a Senate, right? Yeah. You got to have something else going on. So, but I don't really pay attention to the news. I don't have cable, so. Say, same same here. I don't follow Facebook news. Actually, you know, most, yeah. Most of the time when people post political crap, I just delete them. Mm. Just because I'm not interested in it. Yeah. I, I try not to get too political with stuff, but I mean, like you, I don't have cable. So, you know, I get my news from actual news um, websites, I guess. Not like uh, Facebook or anything like that. Um. But like what I've been reading from China about Pelosi going to visit Taiwan is like, man, this is really going to ratchet up the tensions going on there because it's like really crazy shit going on in the world right now. And I know a lot of folks are panicking. But Yeah, I think grounded Taiwan uh, to do some kind of military drill. Yeah. You but, know, but, for me, it's just one of those. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying we're sticking our nose. I have no idea why we're even over there, why she would even go, but obviously it's rubbing somebody the wrong way. And you know, China's like, "Hey, you're not going to bully us like you bully everybody else." So take your ass back to where you you go, and here we are. Oh, hey, we should be doing this or we should be doing that, but. You know, the, the one person I took advice from a long time ago, Denzel Washington sent something crazy. He goes, if you watch the news, you're misinformed. If you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. So it's really up to do, up to you on where you get your, your knowledge from, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing you're, you're going to see people agree on or disagree on, right? Yeah. Is the news tells you that, hey, it was a terrorist threat on January 6th. And then they may say, hey, the riots across the country were just civil riots, right? They Mm -hmm. were organized and stuff. So, you know, it's really up to you, right? I don't know anybody who was at either one. Don't really care to know anybody who's at either one. I like to hear some stories firsthand, but I'm not that guy. I'm not going to go protest. I'm not going to put myself in a situation to where I could get caught up Mm. in the us, right? Or somebody can try to shoot me or 
I'm going to put myself like that young kid who, who shot back, right? I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Yeah. I'm just, I sit home and watch TV or go to the bar or casino and gamble. But what could push you to that situation? What could cause you, Jason King, to go and grab a, a pitchfork and head out into the street? <laughs> Man, I ain't that effing hillbilly. <laughs> uh, yeah, just let me throw my overalls on. Yeah. No, they, I would say the only thing that's going to cause me to go out to the streets, and I'm talking my front yard, is if, you know, somebody's trying to break into my house or um, somebody somebody hurt a family member or a friend. That mm-hmm. would push me over the edge, depending on what it is, right? Yeah. That would push me over the edge of, okay, I'm single, no kids. I've enjoyed my life. I've got no problem going to defend somebody or doing what I think's right and what probably it, it just depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say any of the situation out there is like what they are, but I'll be honest with you, man. What if you're, what if you're driving down the road and you get caught up in some protests where everybody's on the highway and they won't let you through mm-hmm. beating on your car? Right, I don't know what I would do in that situation because I carry my guns on me wherever I go. So, you know, I I couldn't tell you what would happen. I guess it would be if my life felt threatened, but also depends on what state I am because every state has different rules for how you defend yourself, and you must know those rules if you're carrying a gun in a different state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, to me, it's just. I don't know. It would take something pretty big for me to go do that. Mm. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I'm not going to fast. To backtrack, maybe just a little bit. Like uh, when it comes down to getting my news personally, I get it from, I read all the news, which is probably a little bit much for some folks. But if you read all of them, you get a little bit of truth from everything and you can put your own story together. Kind of that's yeah. how I kind of do that. But, um, what would make me go to a protest? I like, I, I've been on one side of protest my whole life and that's police and military. So when I, I can't really think of anything besides maybe like some kind of invasion or some kind of really gross, terrible thing that the government or somebody does. That would make me protest, but um, these people out here protesting for, you know, crazy things, and then crazy shit happens, and then they wonder why. Like, no, but man. you know, it's their perception, mm-hmm. right? All about the person's perception. I can't say I was there at any of these big events, and do I know what they did is correct? No, I have no idea. Do I believe what the media is telling me? No, because media lies to you left and right. They spin their narrative. But there's a little truth to it, right? There's always a little truth to something. But you got to do like what you do. Take a little bit from everything and kind of do your own investigation. Um, But, you know, it's when you get these people and they protest, which they have every right to protest, it's it's what their their perspective is on it, right? Mm -hmm. Is that their real beliefs, right? I guess... The one thing I could say that would cause me to to defend myself is 
if somebody tried coming in my door and taking my guns. All right. Somebody tried to come into my house and take things away from me that they say the government deems is theirs and I shouldn't have it. All right. Mm-hmm. They're itchy, right? Because if you come to my house, you better know what's going to happen and somebody's going to get hurt. Probably more people than what they expect. It's not going to be a cakewalk. Right. Right. So it's just like what you talked about in the police, right? You talked about your episode with the, the two guys up there in the mountains, the Appalachian guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the military was one thing. We knew exactly what our combat mission was, what we were kind of rolling into, you know, what was entering clear buildings, whether it was a, a combat patrol through the city, whether it was checkpoints, no matter what it was, we knew exactly we had planned for it, all this. But as a police officer, you get your morning brief, right? Mm-hmm. You go and put on your vest. You're all strapped in. You get your morning brief. Then you go over there and get your little cameras, right? And you put them on. And then you head out to your car. And every call you get is a different call, right? And like you said, after one call, you drop that, you lose it, and then you go on to the next call. But if you're going to, as a police officer, if, if you're going to walk up on somebody you have to have that precaution. Like, I don't know who this guy is or this girl is. I don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go into somebody's house, it's not like us when we did it. We were combat trained to go into people's house. We know exactly how to enter and clear buildings, right? And you've got so many of us going into the house. We're professionals at it. Or we were at one time. Mm-hmm. Right? But as a police officer, unless you're a SWAT, or you do it every day, no, you don't. You don't know what that other person's like or what they have on the inside of their house. And I remember one time when I got arrested, and they had like eight squad cars there. And I was like, "Man, why is there so many people here?" He was like, "Man, have you seen how big you are?" I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do anything." I was like, y'all, y'all can put me in handcuffs, take me to jail. <laughs> I mean, I know what I did was wrong. So, Hey, fill in, our, fill in our listeners with how tall and big you are. Explain that. Oh, man, I'm like 6'4", oh, like 280. You so, know, yeah. I used to be a stud muffin, but <laughs> I drink any sodas that sit on my ass for work. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. So imagine you go into a call and you got the 6'4", 200-plus pound looking dude. A lot of these officers, because they don't know how to talk to people, would probably get as much backup as they possibly can because, you know, they they can't handle just talking to folks. Like, the officer who talked to you is like, hey, you know, I'm not going to give you all any problems. You know, put me in cuffs. No no, no problem. But some yeah. people, I some mean, officers I've... just can't can't take that the visual and verbal cues that hey, you don't have to go in gung-ho all the time. Well, it's, it, I don't, you know, some of the big guys, hey, no big deal, right? And I remember when I was younger, right out of the military, I had gotten to a fight, and I was I was hurting some people, and one cop tased me, mm-hmm. and I just got him, and another cop tased me. And the, on the fourth tase, I finally went down to my knees. And they were like, oh, I'm glad you went because we are about to shoot your big ass. And, uh, you know, we Damn. talked, they got everything. They let my grandmother come pick me up. All right. So 
You know, I never went to jail for the fight. It was a self-defense type thing. But, you know, they had they had to use their tasers. But at that time, I could have been shot mm-hmm. at any time because I wasn't dropping to my knees, right? And nowadays, you see the kids that are very disrespectful. You see, you see a lot of things. And, you know, as a police officer, you go in there and you're like, hey, you're doing your thing and you're trying to get order and you're just trying to understand things. And people are very held back. Like they, it's like all of a sudden they just hate the police no matter what, based off of what they read or hear mm-hmm. or past experience. And I get that. Everybody's got a past experience with the cop. But it, it's really in how you react to them. And if you don't react a certain, if you react a certain way, you're going to get treated a certain way. If you, you know, so it's, it's really in, if you want things to go smoothly, do your job, you know, just, just apply, right? Just say, Hey, here's my ID. Here's this. Things will go smoothly. But as soon as you give them a hard time, they give you a hard time back. There's no customer service there. You know, some are super, some don't give a crap. Some have attitudes. Some don't, right? It's y'all are all different as police officers, right? You Mm -hmm. might expect a bad call the, the hour before that. And it still got you jitter. So on the next call, you might be a little jitter. But yeah. you, you know, you know what you signed up for. You know, you knew you. This Absolutely. is like the mafia. You know why we pick we prick your finger. You know, you knew what you're signing up for here. So we, I know full well going into being a police officer, those kind of calls pop up. But um, it's not a it's not anything that people really understand fully. Um, well, it's you're right. Nobody truly understands it, and I get nervous as hell when I get pulled over for speeding. Right, as soon as a cop comes around, I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the authority they have. Right, I just get nervous. Right, I don't want to be put in handcuffed. I don't want to be taken to jail for a misunderstanding. Oh, I don't yeah. want my vehicle towed. Mm-hmm. Right, all yeah. that stuff costs you money yeah. and time. So for a misunderstanding, so ultimately, you know, you just, hey, I do what I think's right. And if I do get pulled over, I just, I, my hands are on the steering wheel. I give them my two IDs and let them know I got a gun in the car. Mm-hmm. And usually they say, okay, hey, don't reach for anything. Keep your hands there. They may ask me to get out where they can secure the weapon. And then they just run my plates, and they're like, oh, hey, Mr. King, have a great day. And they, they put my weapon back to me. You would so, hope that every single one of your stops would happen like that. But I've seen officers trip out on people on something as easy as, as a traffic stop because they couldn't let go of what happened from the last call. And that's hard because, you know, now you're going to cross that blue line where you got to pull your partner back. Because he's about to take somebody's head off over a, you know, somebody rolled a stop sign. Like, it's not that serious. You can hold it together. And actions like that cause people to have feelings like they do. And I get that fully. Like, to the fullest, man. You know, it's you get so many people saying the same thing. If 90% of the people are saying this is what happened, the majority of people are going to believe those 90% of people. Yeah, that weren't there, 
So all you need is a group of people say, hey, this is what occurred at this time. And then next thing you know, half of them weren't even there. Mm-hmm. But everybody believes that story. Yeah, or nobody's right? saying so, anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's one one mistake, right? One misjudgment can change your life forever. Yeah. Right? One One false mistake, one wrong word to somebody can change your life forever. I was watching these videos of these kids walking up to people in stores and saying bad things to them, right? Or hitting them with these balls or, you know, these, these kids running around um, saying stupid stuff to people in parks, mm-hmm. right? You're going to get a response from somebody, and one day it's not going to be the response you're looking for. Uh-huh. What you think is funny may not be funny to somebody else. Yeah. And you just have no idea what that person is going through that day. Mm-hmm. And it could be the wrong it could be the wrong thing to say. So yeah, totally. I was watching something, I think we may have almost been watching the same thing. Uh it was a guy he would like mad dog people, like mad dogging people if y'all are familiar, just staring at him real mean. And then he throw up some kind of fake gang sign to try to entice the person into a an argument basically. Like, dude, you're dumb because these people who would respond to gang signs will fuck you up and not think twice about it. And you're trying to be yeah. get, you're trying to go viral. Like, is it worth you, your life, dude? You grew up in Inglewood, right? Yeah. You're you're not going around tossing some gang signs in certain parts of Inglewood. No. Right? And that's not even that's not even on some I'm not trying to get fucked up type shit. That's just like respect like i'm not gonna go and do that to other people like with a camera crew like get out of here yeah. dude you're a loser like military man you're not gonna portray that you're a navy seal or you're an army ranger you're Mossad, or you're some air force uh guy right mm-hmm. special operations guy mm-hmm. you're not gonna go and portray yourself that's disrespectful to the people who are there and if you do you may get jacked up by by those people. Oh yeah. All right. Depending on who it is. I grew up in a, in a city outside of Dallas and, uh, there was this, uh, gang in the neighborhood and they were called the AV gang, always violent. And, uh, I remember my neighbor, he was in it and he was the older neighbor, but always watched out for us young kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Never let anything bad in the neighborhood happen. And if something did bad, we were, we could always go to him and talk to him about it. Uh, but he would, I would see him toss gang signs as kids. And I knew the gang sign that they had. And, you know, as kids, we would toss it back and forth to each other, but you never tossed it to a teenager or somebody, a young adult, because they possibly were a different gang member or a gang member. Right. So you're not tossing it back to them. You know, in certain parts of the world, you're not wearing certain colors in that area. Mm-hmm. So you got to be smart about your surroundings. You know, like when we were in Germany, right? There's certain Russian clubs or uh, Turkish clubs we didn't go into. Right. You know, just certain things that, hey, as an American, you already got a target on your back. You're a soldier, an American arrogant soldier in Germany. Yeah, you better you better go with a group of people, 
right? Where's that battle buddy? Because if you go by yourself and you walk into the wrong bar and you don't have the personality to, to get along with people, hey, you may not be welcome back there. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't you disrespect the, the spot. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things, man. It's I can't say what these people do, but I'm not going to say I don't support them. I'm not going to say I do support them. I have to look at what the cause is and take into the the knowledge of what the, the media is telling us and kind of look at it because I'm all for equal rights, right? I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I probably side more Republican, but you can almost classify me as a moderate. Like, hey, I want people to have human rights. I want people to be treated with dignity, right? But just because somebody does something bad with something, you're not going to treat everybody the same way. You know, you're not going to come take my guns away because some kid wasn't parented right or left alone or has some mental issues or played too much Mortal Kombat, whatever, whatever it was. And I'm not saying that's is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you have no idea what these kids or these individuals go through, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, hey, you know, you made it against the law for people to drink and drive. You didn't take away cars when people started plowing into people after drinking, right? You started going after the people that served them, the DRAM law, right? You can go after certain people, Mm -hmm. you know, if they served you and stuff. But, you know, the one thing I will say, and you may disagree on this, is that the one thing I I do kind of agree with is that now if something happens between you and an officer, that officer can now be be held liable for their actions. And before they used to be protected. Like you couldn't, you could sue the city for a civil suit, but you couldn't go after the officer as a criminal. And now uh, certain places are, are they're passing laws like that. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the one good thing, right? That the individual can bring suits against the, officers and stuff that make that but you know it's not saying that it it should be done for every officer right just because you have a bad day doesn't mean somebody should file a suit against you well flip side man just because you had a bad day again do you know what you stepped into before you got here i'm all for people suing officers i guess you know what are you gonna do um if that officer's found guilty or liable for whatever action that you know, he's accused of, he or she is accused of, then, you know, sue away. But, you know, we're not out here just trying to go after people for their pensions and all that kind of stuff. But, Um, hey. People that are too happy. Yeah. But, hey, we got to take a quick little break. We'll be back here in a second with Before I Forget. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Before I Forget after our little break here. Um, so some of the differences, oh, not really differences, but, um, similarities that me and me and Jason have was we was raised in the city, man. We're city boys, right? Yeah. You know, I was, I was born in a city, you know, like everybody else. (laughs) I was born in a smaller city 
and then grew up in a real small city. Then my parents moved to Dallas. And so I was raised in Dallas until I was like, I don't know, eighth grade. And then I moved to a really small school. And it was so different because it's, it was an all-white school. Then there was nothing else, just all whites, really small. People rode horses to school, took tractors, had shotguns in the back of the truck. Wait, they were rolling up with horses to school? Absolutely. And, you know, coming from the city, I didn't really know what to expect, right? I'm wearing, um, like, pleated shorts with some shoes, some vans, and a collared shirt. And there's people with overalls on, with, you know, hand-me-down clothes, with Goodwill clothes. And it was just a different atmosphere. And, but man, you know, I learned so much from people there, you know, about just the Southern hospitality, right? Raised by grandparents, taught you a lot. Mm -hmm. Sports helped out a lot. You know, seeing different. I guess you want to claim different cultures of Texas, right? Because that was Dallas city life where everybody is, uh, you know, different to going into the, the country where they're more agriculture or oil and everybody has older vehicles or big farms. And that's all they did. They worked outside. They rode horses, rode bulls. You know, they did the rodeos. They did all this. Had long hairs as guy, as guy, as guys had long hair, and it was just solely different, right? Just like when I went to Germany, just opened your eyes up to so many different cultures in the world. And man, I had a, I had a great time. Some of my good friends are still from that region. I liked it. The it was a slower pace in life, and it really helped me out because I was stupid. And never applied myself in school, and sports helped me along the way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, football being the biggest thing, right? So, if you're good at football, they just were like, "Hey, we're, you know, we're passing you no matter what." And so, it was—I probably would have failed. I probably would have dropped out. I might have been a gangbanger. I might have got caught up in the drugs, or some of the people I grew up with that lived in the Dallas area ended up in prison. So, you know, and they were some of my closest friends when I was elementary school. So it's just like, okay, you know, it, it worked out for me. Yeah. Right. I didn't end up in prison. So, you know, but it, it was definitely a, an eye opener leaving the city and going out there, but I also got a truck. You know, I learned to drive when I was 15 you know, ran into Matthew McConaughey my ninth grade year, mm-hmm. who I thought was gay as hell. <laughs> I was like, I was mowing this, mowing this yard in Longview, and this dude walks out. Got long hair, and with one of the prettiest women I ever saw. And they kissed each other, and I stopped. Man, I'm on this push mower, and I just stopped. Right. I stopped because I don't want rocks to hit them, but I also stopped because I was in awe of this woman. And she probably like 20 some odd years old, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in the ninth grade and she's probably only like seven years older than me. But, uh, man, he, he got through kissing her and I just stopped. 
no way, man. They got to be cousins or something. They got to be. There's no way because he had long hippie hair, you know, and I just was like, no way. that Nah, they got to be gay or something. That's their best friend or something like that. And sure enough, man, the following weekend, I'm hanging out with some of the guys I played football with and we're watching Dazed and Confused. And there he was. And I'm like, oh, shit, man, I mow his yard. What well, was his mom's yard? I was <laughs> like, man, I mow his mom's yard. <laughs> and I always went back thinking I would run into him again and never saw him after that. But uh, he was super nice to me, talked to me, all this stuff. But uh, I just thought, you know, different, right? Yeah. How are you going to meet somebody famous or famous now? He wasn't famous then, but at that time I thought he was, you're in a movie mm-hmm. and I thought you were the, like the f- most famous person in the world besides Bertrand Leon Reynolds Jr. <laughs> and so, and then now he's just, you know, he's one of the most recognizable people. He's got one of the most recognizable sayings out there. So it's just crazy. You don't think you're going to see movie stars in Texas, especially in a small town. And boom, you know, I felt like I was in California. You know, the flip side to that, depending on where you go, you will run into famous people all the time here. Really? Uh, yeah. We, <clears throat> I used to live in um, North Hills in uh, California not too long ago, like a few, like a, de- like a decade ago. And uh, we ended up going to this place called the, uh, like, this place that makes special burgers, you pick out the what kind of meat you want and all this kind of shit and all kind of crazy sauces. And uh, as we're walking into the restaurant, no, walking out of the restaurant, in walks Jack Black, and okay. uh, he he kind of like stares at us and and we stare at him because I guess he was waiting for somebody to say, "Aren't you that guy from that movie?" And uh, we didn't really trip out too much. We were just like, "Hey, Jack!" He held the door for us and shit and. Uh, like, hey, nice seeing you guys. See you later. Like, he didn't give it. It was like he was relieved that we didn't flip out because, you know, if you're famous, you know, you never get a, a moment to yourself. Like, he just went in there for a burger and he's going to get mobbed by these people coming out of the store. That's right, shit. Right. Yeah. Give I me a break. I feel like when I see somebody like that, do I want to run up to him? Because I've seen some famous people mm-hmm. at a distance, right? And it's like, oh, you want to you want to run up to him and. And say hi and get pictures because you want to, you know, seize the moment, right? But you don't want to make it feel awkward or weird because how many people do that to them, mm-hmm. right? Probably tons of people. Probably got paparazzi, paparazzi just stalking them, right? Yeah. But Jack Black would have been cold, dude. He's a musical genius. Yeah. That's just like one. We ran into people all the time down here. Um seen will smith once or twice uh all of all of like a lot of big groups um a lot of the older celebrities they live up here you know they're just like betty white before she passed you you would see her down there um any celebrity associated with ucla you're going to see them or usc football you're going to see them basketball or whatever um it's, it's they're everywhere. You just have to be at the right place at the right time when you're here. But again, you don't want to be that guy who's fucking freaking out and oh, got to have an autograph. Like a simple head nod for me is like that's great, you know. 
Oh yeah, just as long as you see me and recognize me. Yeah, I mean it's it's not even that. Yeah, that person's there, right? Not Mm -hmm. like you recognize who I am and know who I am. Yeah, but like you know, I don't want you to say, "Oh, I'm that's Jason King." Yeah, no, you know, I'll give you a high five if you do, but uh, just hey, you acknowledge I'm there, Mm -hmm. right? Give me a nod, wave at me hold the door open or something like that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Cause you probably don't get that a lot in California. People holding doors open for you. You'd be surprised, man. It's not, it's not that bad. People will hold the door for you. They're, they're nice Older people here in California. New a, little, a little bit of both. Both. You won't have, I don't know too many kids doing it, but you know, people our age will do it or, or are older. So, you know, everyone still says, excuse me. And you know, they still chit chat to be nice, but a lot of times we're just in and out. We're not trying to have a conversation with folks. Kevin no, was amazed yeah. that I don't stop and talk to people. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm in and out like a fucking robbery. Not down here. These these mofos around here want to stop, ask you all kind of questions. My dad's the worst person to go eat with because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, hey, Mary, how are you doing? Right, call them by their damn names because they got a name tag on, wanting to know how their life's going, where they're from. And he's like giving them all this information. He's like, Oh, this is my boy. He's 40 years old, you know, 40 some odd years old. He's single. Like, I'm sitting over here, like, Hey, Dad, shut the hell up. I got a life insurance policy out on you. Huh? <laughs> take it down, Come on. man. Huh? Said, You're going to take him out. <laughs> like, I told him, like, Hey, I know you want to be cremated, but I may bury you just to be on, to have the last laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, he's just one of those people and people are like that. I'm not a coffee guy. And I went to this one coffee place and I don't even know what the hell they're called. Uh, it wasn't Starbucks. Um, and it wasn't the uh, black rifle coffee or something else. And these people were like, Hey, what you got going on this weekend? Oh, I'm not doing a lot. And I'm talking to somebody on the phone. And I literally had to say, hey, I'm on a conversation. Like, let me roll my window up so you stop talking to me. Because hmm. they just want to carry on a conversation. And I guess I'm one of those people that I have to be in a mood to want to get to know somebody. <laughs> Other than that, I mind my own business. Like, I want to get in and out. I'm yeah. not sitting there to meet my new best friend. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, and it just it's to me it's meaningless conversation. Like it's awkwardness, right? Like I'll never see you again. Why are we having this conversation? And they probably got a script that they have to run and go by the same damn like, oh hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. How's your life? Right? Yeah. And talk to you. Like, hey, all you gotta do is close the little window, give me my smoothie or whatever I ordered, and then here's my cash and We'll go on our merry way, you know. So damn, I can't remember what Har- you're, you're hardcore, man. Like uh, I, I can still maybe sometimes like have a conversation, not even like a conversation, but like a chat with somebody if we're stuck in like a an elevator or something weird. Um, one of those people that look at somebody in the elevator and say, "Hey, how you doing? How's your morning going?" No, again, it's just a head nod, and if I get another head nod back or a you know, how's it going? All right, cool. I'm one of those people. I'll say good morning to somebody. Yeah, that's what or, I mean. 
yeah, I'll wish them a, hey, if I'm in the elevator at work, I'll be like, hey, have a great evening. Mm-hmm. You know, but if somebody's like sitting there like, oh man, I got this big, big party to go to and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, hopefully you have fun. That's what I'm telling them. But I'm not going to go into like, oh damn, man, where it's at. Can I get invited? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to carry on this huge conversation with them just because I don't know. It, to me, it's meaningless. I'm not going to see that person again. You know, at work though, I'm pretty nice, right? I'm I'm all like, hey, y'all have a great day. You know, I hold the elevator open for somebody or door or something like that. But I, to me, it almost feels creepy if I'm talking to a girl and asking her about, like, I don't want to be the creepy guy that flirts with the girl, and then again, I don't want to flirt with the, a girl or. I don't want her thinking I'm flirting with her when I'm just trying to carry on a conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. So too many girls think that or women or in general or guys, just like guys, right? When a girl calls them a sweetheart, the guys are like, Oh, I think I'm in love. Right. Yeah. You know, but too many women think that every guy out there is hitting on them or flirting with them. And that's not the case. Right. Sometimes we're just trying to be nice and carry on a conversation with somebody. Right. But, it's all in their perception, right? That's the key to life, is how you perceive things. Mm-hmm. So is that the most famous person you met, Jet Black? Oh, no. Um, I used to do security for movies. This is, this is really weird. So this particular company, and this is like right after I got out of the Army. I got back home. So this particular company hires veterans because they know how to use night vision goggles. So we can right. watch the crowd in the theater watch the movie to make sure that they're not recording it. So it's like an anti-bootlegging thing. Oh, that's weird as hell. Yeah, so like we would go to premieres for movies. So Tom Cruise or everyone from that, what was that, uh, uh, Tropic Thunder movie? Yeah. Saw all those people, met them. Really cool people, really short people. Yeah, Tom is. I've met him before. Yeah, tiny dude. Um His- or his ex-wife, uh, Nicole Kidman, yeah. a-hole, straight a-hole. Really? Yeah, I worked for an electric electrician company, and they, they lived in Plano and uh, went to their house because something was wrong with their stuff. And I went inside. I had no idea who she was. I knocked on the door, and um, we had already been inside, but I was taking the bill back. We needed her sign the bill for us, so I was taking it back, and I was like, hey, I need your autograph. And she went off on me. And I was like, uh, I just need you to sign this. Like, she's going off. Mm. And then here comes here comes uh, Tom Cruise walking through the door. You know? And he's like, hey, what's going on? And I, like, froze because I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea who she was, right? And <clears throat> I was like, hey, I just need y'all's John King- Hancock. So y'all can sign this bill so we can leave. And he was like, oh, he goes, what'd you say? I said, I just would ask for an autograph, but I didn't, because I had no idea who she was. And then when I went back to the guy, I was like, hey, man, that's Tom Cruise. He was like, oh, I thought she looked familiar. And I was like, who is that? He was like, oh, that's Nicole Kidman. And I was like, oh, she looks totally different in person than she does in the movies. Without all the makeup and shit? Yeah, she was, like, super pale, like, vampire-looking, you know, and I was like, 
uh, not attractive. But when you go back to watch Days of Thunder, super sexy, right? That camera but, work, that that makeup work. I met Holly Berry, Holly Berry once. That was super cool for me. I love her, and uh, yeah. she was pregnant at the time. And uh, it was a movie with her and Benicio del Toro. He's a great actor. Love that dude. And uh, I'm standing behind the screen watching people and then I can feel like heat <laughs> like behind me like glowing aura and I turn around and Holly Berry's standing there like smiling I'm like holy shit yeah that'd be crazy right there, dude. I wouldn't know what to do I'd I, have to go check my pants I didn't know what to do man I just kind of looked at her and, and smiled and nodded and she's I think she can tell I was tripping out yeah, it's Halle Berry, right? Yeah. Like, she's one of the most beautiful women ever. Yeah, and she's made up. She looks good. She's gonna have a like a conversation with the people who just watched the movie, you know. So like, about to come out on stage and talk, right? Yeah. So yeah, I got like the A plus version look, and I'm like, man. But I, I held it together. I held it together. But that's <clears> cool. I had to go back to continue wing to look at the crowd. But I could still fear her, her, like, standing behind me. She's checking you out, dude. She's checking your butt out. Man, like, in my head she was, but, like, oh, my God. It was so funny. Like, here I am looking at this crowd. I don't give a crap about, but the most beautiful woman on the planet is standing behind me, like, probably checking out my ass. Yeah, I'll take there's, that. A couple of, there's a couple of actresses or movie stars that if I got around and saw that I would probably be in awe, right? Like, mm-hmm. just want to ask them tons of questions and just, and, you know, just be in awe, maybe even freeze, right? And I'm not one to, one to freeze, but just be like, oh, man, you know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. have to catch, have to control myself. So what do y'all do in California, man? Besides, you know, go down and see Hollywood and the movies or go camping or, go to Disney World and stuff like that or Disneyland, whatever y'all call it out there. Go to the beach. What do y'all do? Is there anything else to do? I mean, shit, that's really it right there. You just named all of it. I mean, we have theme parks, so Knott's Berry Farm, Universal Studios, Disneyland, Magic Mountain. I literally live walking distance from Magic Mountain. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but whatever. Um, If you wanted to go skiing, you can always go up to Big Bear. Yeah, because y'all got y'all got mountains and slopes up there, right? Yep. You can go do that, and then the same day, if you want, you can go to the beach and do that. Uh, like you said, camping. There's hundreds of places that are like government ran that you can go camping, or you know, find your I, own path. Most parks in the country. What's that? Y'all got the most national parks in the country. You got nine. Yeah. And you veterans, you know, you can get into those damn things for free. You know that, right? Like, yeah, you gotta ha- you gotta register and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the national parks. Yeah. yeah, I got it. I got the card. And mine's on the way because I did not utilize my benefits. But anyway, um, <clears throat> if you like desert Baja, not Baja, but you know, desert type shit, we got ATVs and stuff. Yeah, um, y'all got any. Y'all go float the river or anything? You got any rivers that you float down? Uh, maybe not down in Southern California, but maybe up north, Northern California. They might have rivers and shit. 
I can't th- imagine anything. Uh, no, no, not in Southern California. Mm, okay. Yeah, we got rivers here in Texas. Mm-hmm. That You know, that's the biggest thing in some of those regions is besides going to the lake, you could take your friends or family, go buy a lot of tubes, float the river, put a cooler in one of the tubes, and just get drunk floating the river for like four hours. Mm. Chilling out in the sun on the river. Yeah. You know, peeing on yourself. <laughs> well, you we know, got a lot good. of lakes out here, so you can. Yeah. We have people with you know big ass boats, and they go on, on lakes and shit like that. But as far as going tubing, more or less, uh, no, no, not really. Unless you, like I said, you go up north and uh, like around the Grand Sequoias, where you, there's bound to be some kind of river or lake going through there. So maybe, yeah. But not here in Southern California. Okay, so y'all just pretty much stay in the same area, or do you do you get out, or is it too tr- much con- congested traffic for you to go anywhere? I mean, traffic sucks. I ain't even gonna lie, uh, especially during the week, um, in the morning, and then when people are getting off work. So nine to five, you don't want to be in, in the road. But um, to get to your question. As far as going to other cities, you know, you get over it. Like, hey, it's it's a part of the deal. So if I wanted to go downtown from where I live to downtown L.A., like, to grab a, some King Taco, because, you know, there's none up here, which sucks. And, uh, you know, it, it it's not too bad, but you, you just deal with it. Yeah, I know it's, 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 a, yeah it's a bit different for you guys, though, because it's a lot more wide open, right? Not really. No. Uh, like in Dallas, Fort Worth area, um, something may be 15 miles away, but it may take you an hour to get there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just because of how congested traffic is and then construction. Yeah. In general, they always got some damn highway shut down. Uh, but, you know, like Stampers asked me this weekend, they were like, you know, when I came out there, I was like, you know, that's an eight-hour drive. So I just drove out there Saturday, came home Sunday, mm. right? And they were like, man, okay, you normally do this? Well, as a single guy with no kids, man, I'm a, I'm on the go, right? Like, oh, you got to tell me if, if it's a 10-hour drive, I can do it on a weekend. But if it's more than 10 hours, I need a three-day, four-day weekend to do it because that's a long drive mm-hmm. to try to do in one day, right? And so I could go anywhere from north of Texas or east of Texas. I'm good. But I can't go west because it takes me eight, nine hours just to get to El Paso. Yeah, that's a lot of driving. Yeah, and you're still in F in Texas. So it's like, holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. So for drive out to California, no, I, I have to fly, right? Yeah. To go to I have to fly. To even go up to Denver. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna drive to the Colorado Springs area where we're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna drive, but I'm gonna take like Friday through Saturday or Monday through Friday off. So as soon as I get off work Friday, I'm gonna hit the road. Probably stop in a hotel somewhere, stay the night, wake up Saturday, hit the road again, because it's a 13, 14 hour drive, and then get to my destination and then be there all week long and then have the two days to drive back because that's the one thing like I loved hanging out with everybody, but 
driving in Friday, getting there Saturday, then leaving Tuesday to get back, you know, on Wednesday to go to work. Man, that that was a lot of travel. Oh yeah. You know, in a short a short time distance because it was like eleven hours to get there. And, and we're not getting any younger too, man. Yeah, you're right. I'm not getting any younger, but it's cheaper to, to drive than it is to fly because where I live now, I'm two hours from the airport. Then you got to be there at least an hour early. Mm-hmm. So you're t- at least six hours right there. And then then it's a two-hour flight, so there's eight hours. And then depending on where you're flying into, you know, like if I flew to Memphis, you still got a two-hour drive to the Stamper's house. Oh, so yeah. that's four hours, two hours. You get to their house, and they got to take you back to theirs. Two, that's four hours. So you're really only saving like three or four hours. So it's it's not like you're saving a lot of time, and you're spending twice as much on um, to get an airport versus just paying two hundred dollars in gas and going. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things, man. It's I enjoy traveling. I got to do it while I'm young, while I'm free, um, which I'll probably be free forever. Uh, but. You know, you you don't get a lot of chances, right? Like, you don't have a lot of opportunities just to say, hey, let me take off this weekend and go do this, right? You got a wife, you got a family you got to think about, mm-hmm. right? Because if you can, you want to go with them. So I was jealous, man, when y'all went camping. That setup looked sweet, and I had to work that weekend. So I was like, damn, man, I want to go camping. Oh, man, we love camping. If we, That's one of our... Me and Syl, me and my wife, that's our favorite thing to do, I think, just with me and her. It's just now, how uh, far was it? Oh, it wasn't even that far. It was like maybe an hour drive hour, maybe an hour and a half drive, maybe. But that was so from we, where we lived to to like four, Lake right? Arrowhead. What'd you say? Y'all were there for like four days, right? Three three days. Three days? So what'd y'all do? Oh man. Um just hung out, sat, chatted. You know, we played uh, Monopoly, uh, Uno, all those kind of card games, shit like that. Just uh, hung kids? out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, hey, man, don't get me a Monopoly. I'm a cheating mofo. <laughs> all right. I bring my own cash. Oh, man. Monopoly with us can get cutthroat because, Dude, you know, I'm... we're always cutting little side deals with people trying to get up out of these, out of debt if you land on, you know, Broadway with a fucking hotel or some shit. Oh, yeah, I double up hotels. Yeah. I do a ton of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I make my own rules. Yeah. You know, I got a Monopoly board, or I did have a Monopoly game with Ben Moon on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was the Army Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. I bought it when I was military, and I had it somewhere, and it got ruined. And I was like, damn, I need to buy another one of those. Because mm-hmm. he was my first roommate in the military. Oh, just yeah. like I was my first roommate. Yeah. So, but, like, you know, some of the other things I was thinking, and yeah. I was just saying, like, yeah, we, we get around, even though there's traffic. One of the things a lot of people from L.A. do is we go to Las Vegas to get away from. That's what, a three-hour drive? Maybe, yeah, three hours, maybe three and a half. If you, you know, get there, like, try drive with a purpose. Yeah, I'd be broke every weekend if I lived there. It's not that bad. Like, uh, I'm not a gambler. So, you know, I could give a crap about that, but like I, I it's cheap. 
for the most part. You can have a good time for nothing. Um, there's always some kind of crazy show to go to. We've never gone to any shows. I've been to Vegas dozens of times. I've never seen a show, to be honest with you. Yeah? Never. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things. I went there for my birthday in April, and there were no shows playing, nothing like that jumped out at me that I wanted to go see. And uh, I was kind of disappointed in my friends because I thought, hey, man, they're going to have, like, reservations to a good steakhouse or something. Mm-hmm. Then shit lined up, man. They were like, hey, we're going to this casino. We're going to gamble. We're going to go to the country bar. And I was like, dude, we could have done this shit in Texas. And I could have saved a shitload of money and a shitload of time. And But I will say this, man. You go to Vegas, it's always a good time. Um, you always get different experiences. We had a cabana at the uh, at the Mirage. We got that for free. So uh, nice cabana. And we were there all day. And, of course, the scenery was great. And, uh, <laughs> you know, went to the country bar. Laughed at everybody who thought they knew how to dance. And, you know, laughed at my friends because they were so shit-faced. They were talking to girls left and right. And one guy was like, man, I thought I had her lined up. And I was like, yeah, you did. But the problem is, is that you invest your time into one girl. Then when you get drunk, you bounce around to all these different girls. And when that one girl sees you bouncing around, they don't want nothing to do with you anymore. (laughs) Uh, You done played your hand. Showed everybody that you... You, this is what you're out to get. So, but these guys that I go with, man, they're in their fifties and they got buku money, oh. buku. And yeah. you know, I I take when I go to casinos, I take maybe like two, three grand. And these guys are taking like hundred thousand dollars when they go. Spicy you know? spenders, well, man. You know what I take? Just enough. I'm not gonna take uh, tons of money because I'm not trying to gamble it. I'm gonna go to the casino to play the penny slots like i said and i get the free drinks even though they're wired watered down who cares yeah, but the free, it's how, fun the free drinks take you forever to get yeah they take a minute but you know you you know pre-game before you get there you yeah, keep that well, one going you know the entertainment in vegas just people watching in general mm-hmm. it's great right because you see some freaky freakies and just oddball or characters, or funny people, and, you know, you see the drunks and the partiers, and, you know, going down Fremont Street, like, mm-hmm. I hope Stamper and them go, right? And I hope I can make it, because, you know, I would love, they've never been to Vegas, and I would love to see them, oh, and I'm man. not sure Walker been to Vegas. No, Walker hasn't been either, but Sierra has, so. You know, she hasn't been in years. You know, it changes so often. Yeah, so it's going to be good because you and I, we've we've gone before many times. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, Dude, I remember being there one year threatening to whoop Justin Bieber's ass. (laughs) Yeah, dude, we had, we were at the Palms and the area was blocked off where we were at because one of the guys we were with, uh, family's loaded, right? And he was like, "Give me, give me a hundred thousand in chips." And we we're playing craps. But the problem with that is the reason why it really got blocked off wasn't because of us. 
it was the Real Housewives of Orange County were there. Oh. Celebrate my birthday. And they were gambling with us, so they blocked the area off. And it was also the uh, iHeart Radio Awards. Mm. So Justin Bieber was there, but he was underage and he was shit-faced drunk. Of course. And, huh? I said, of course. Yeah, he rolling around with this little scooter, like his knees on a scooter. And one of my friends, his daughter's a big Justin Bieber fan. And he was over in our area. They were super nice at first. And I was drunk. And he went, my buddy went to ask him, like, hey, can I get a picture? And went to take, and the bouncer, like, almost threw my buddy on the ground. Mm. So I went up there and grabbed the bouncer. I was like, hey, don't touch him. And then Justin Bieber was like, no pictures, no pictures. Y'all leave me alone. And that's why I was like, hey, you're a puss. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll beat. And I was drunk, so I was starting to whoop everybody's ass. But, you know, hell, that was 12 years ago. I thought I could take the whole world on. Now I'm like, no, I'm just leave me alone, dude. I'm too old. I'm about to get my ass whooped now. <laughs> yeah. He looks like the type that you will want to slap once you get around. I don't know him personally, man. I think, hey, uh, I just, I'm not a fan, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. not into his music. Yeah. So just not a fan. Or maybe they're, you know, hell, I wish I was his age and had that kind of fame, right? Maybe I wouldn't have acted up like he did, but who knows, man? I might have been a dumbass myself. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't think you want that kind of fame at that age, man. Look at Mike Jackson, how wild that turned out. Yeah, I mean, that's, and everybody turned against him, man. I remember as a kid, man, wearing the little black pants and red jacket and white glove. Till this day, I don't know how to do the damn moonwalk. Boy, I could bust out the moonwalk like it's nothing. We love man, Michael Jackson. I tell you how to do it, man. I'm sit there and I watch the videos and I'm like, yeah, I got it. And then when I go to do it, I'm like, nah, I'm fucking. Oh no, it's just smooth, smooth back and forth motion. Little push with one foot, little drag with the other. Easy. But I'm at our house, like, what'd you say? I said I'm a Cotton Eye Joe kind of guy. Oh no! In our in our house, if some Michael Jackson was on when we were little kids, first of all, you're gonna get up and moonwalk whenever Michael moonwalks because you have to imitate Michael Jackson. If he does a little spin and then tippy toe stand, we we did the whole thing, man. We love Mike. So the way he went down with his weirdness was like, oh man, heartbreaking. Dude, I saw a picture the other day of Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Like. Dude, she kind of looks like Michael Jackson with all this plastic surgery she's getting. Hey, man, you got the money. May as well carve it up. But, hey, we got to take a little break, our last break, and uh, we're going to close this one out. Me and the new co-host for now, Jason King, will be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Before I Forget Some MF Doom in the background playing I know y'all like that, but let's get back to our conversation Um, King says uh, Sandra Bullock looks like uh, She spent too much money on plastic surgery I mean, I just saw a recent picture of her I'm Mm -hmm. not a fan of plastic surgery Don't get me wrong I love silicone breast implants Which were invented in Texas 
But uh, I don't know, man. Just the plastic surgery, it's – I get that people want to feel better about themselves. They want to look younger or not let go of their youth. Mm-hmm. But, man. Some people so overdo it. it. People up. It's made them unrecognizable. Yeah. Like, um, personally, I'm not a big fan of the fake shit. I like shit natural. So there's a lot of fakes, fake, <laughs> fake, fake, uh, people out here in California with fucking serial numbers on their body parts. Yeah, I can't so imagine being out in California and being on a dating website, not knowing if it's a guy or girl and just, is this what they really look like? Because Dallas is getting bad yeah. with the same thing. Cause we got a lot of plastic surgery. We got a lot of, uh, I'm not going to say bad things. We got a lot of people in here with a lot of money mm-hmm. in the Dallas area that love the plastic surgery and want to live that lifestyle. But uh, then I, it's not for me. I've And you start to see it at the bars because a lot of the women go out and get the, the breast implants, which is great. Hey, go do what makes you feel better. Yeah. Increases your confidence, right? Makes mm-hmm. you more you're in that industry. And then a lot of them start doing the lips, right? And you can tell when they do the lips. And then mm-hmm. it goes from the lips as they get older to something else, to something else, to a nose job. And some of that's there for certain reasons, right? You know, maybe you had, uh, maybe you had, a bad car accident, right? Or a dog mm-hmm. bit you in the face or something. Something devastating. Yeah, you need that, a burn or something. That's what that plastic surgery is there for, right? You know, I told you one of my biggest insecurities about myself has always been my teeth, right? Mm-hmm. It's because I've got gaps in them. Yeah. You know, I wasn't born with as many teeth as everybody else. They're not perfect. And as a kid, I was raised by grandparents, right? They didn't have the money to put braces on or, or do all this. So you're not going to see me smiling a lot of pictures. And when you catch a video of me or something like that, you can see it. Mm-hmm. But that's who I am. That's my personality. I'm not going to go spend $30,000 to fix my teeth. All right. I brush my teeth twice a day. I floss. I take care of them. They're mine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'll watch somebody spend 30 grand on their teeth and 15 years later, they got to spend some more money on their teeth because they didn't last that long. Yeah, man. I prefer to put my money other places. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, uh, I don't smile in pictures because my teeth are like my number one most pet peeve on my whole body is that. And uh, so if you see a lot of the pictures, I'm the same way. I'm not smiling. More lately, I'm able to do that, but yeah, man, that's my pet peeve. But here in California, with people with plastic surgery, I mean, that's their their money, you know. In the end, so do whatever makes you feel happy. But Absolutely. one thing that really nope. like irks me about it is people they start to look the same. Like after all the surgery, the whole face looks the same. Everyone looks the same. It's just like uh, robots almost. It's crazy. I I, I get it to like. My biggest thing is I hear so many women talk about the guy's got to be a certain height or guy's got to be a certain build Mm -hmm. or 
his pictures weren't as recent as they should be. And I'm like, dude, have you looked at yourself in the mirror with clothes on? Because as soon as you get home and take your clothes off, you look totally different, right? Women got heels. They got makeup. They got wigs. They got eyelashes. They got hair extensions. They got push-up bras. They got spanks. They got all this stuff that makes them look great when they're out and about, Mm -hmm. right? Guys, what do we got? We got clothes and we got cologne, right? And we got hair gel. Right, and I've seen some guys even put like little stuff in their beard to make it fuller. And now I'm just jealous because I can't grow a beard. I got too much Indian blood in me, but not much we can do to ourselves to make us look pretty. Right, we're stuck with ourselves. You can get plastic surgery too if you really wanted to. If you wanted wanted to drop that dime, yeah. What am I? Yeah, the only plastic surgery I'm going to go see is that. Dude in Vegas on TikTok, and they call him the Dick Talk on TikTok. Oh my god! <laughs> you know the craziest thing I've seen about people doing plastic surgery, and I don't even think it's considered plastic surgery, uh, is uh, if they're too short, they get the bone extensions. Yeah, yeah. My wife says that is plastic surgery. That is crazy. Could you imagine? Okay, I, I get it. You're short. Yeah, painful. Yeah. It, it is. If you, imagine you're short and you're living in in the world, and in this world they they have a way to legitimately make you taller. Like, would you pay that and then go through that kind of pain? Because you know how painful that is to actually like stretch a bone. Like, sounds painful, man. It sounds like something like Wolverine crap. Yeah, it's extremely painful sounding, but you know, people do what they will with their money and. I mean, do what, you make, do what makes you happy, I guess. Hey, let, let me give y'all advice for the people out there in this world. If you want to get taller, buy some cowboy boots. <laughs> what, if you don't, you, what if you don't look good in cowboy boots, though? Huh? I say, what if you don't look good in cowboy boots? Dude, everybody looks good in cowboy boots. Everybody. I don't know, man. I got a pair of Harley Davidson boots that I love. I don't know that if I could pull cowboy. off. A, I don't know if I could pull off a cowboy boot though. Those are those are biker boots. Think about you remember back when we were growing up, high tops were the were the jam. Yeah, right. Everybody had high tops. Now when I look at high tops, I can't even think of myself of wearing a high top. I'm like, no, that looks stupid. Why would I ever wear a high top? Right, I don't mm-hmm. play sports now. If I play basketball, I would, right? Or if I played football or something, I'd wear cleats, high top cleats. But you look at it now, it's like, no, nah, I ain't wearing that, man. The, but I'm telling you, everybody looks good in boots, and you know, I think everybody should have a nice pair of boots, mm-hmm. or just in general, a pair of boots, just like. Like Steve Harvey said, right? You should have five suits. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. And to me, it's, hey, you should have a pair of running shoes, a pair of sandals slash flip-flops, whatever. I prefer, uh, like, hey dudes or something like that, like closed-toed shoes. Mm-hmm. 
you should wear have a pair of nice wingtip Stacy Adams type shoes. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Alligator yeah, Stacy Adams. All right. Yeah, you know, go go get you go to, uh, and then you should have a nice suit, right? In a cowboy pair, cowboy boots, right? Sports jacket, nice suit, cowboy boots, all this. You know, I think it goes good, just like I think a ball cap looks sexy on a woman. You know, she's wearing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, just like if a guy's wearing a cap right, women think it looks good. Some women love bald-haired guys, right? Don't do the comb-over. Uh, some women love cologne. And some women like their men not to wear cologne, right? Like that natural body odor. What Matthew McConaughey says he has is just natural body odor. He doesn't wear no cologne. Right. And I'm like, no, that's weed, dude. That's you smell like weed. Mm-hmm. It's a good smell. It's a good smell, though. Hey, natural body odor. You smell like weed. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what type of weed you got, dude. Because there's some skunk weed. Have you have you tried the uh, ice cubes weed? I didn't know he had a strain, dude. I just watched uh, Heart to Heart with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of Ice Cube, right? Growing up, watching watching the 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 music come alive, you know, from NWA to Ice Ice Cube or the uh, Too Short to Two Live Crew, Ice T, all those guys coming alive in that time era. Seeing the riots out in LA, to hearing the stories about Compton, Inglewood, all that stuff out in LA, you know, that was always on the news, right? And West Coast music was just coming alive, as well as LL Cool J, right? You can't leave the East Coast out, because I did like LL Cool J. But that music... My mom was that, obsessed with him. Yeah, dude, I, lo- I love Ice Cube, right? And so any chance I get, like, no matter what movie he's in, I'm going to watch it, right? Whether he directed it, produced it, wrote it, starred in it, or even his son, O'Shea, right? I'm going to watch his son playing movies just like Kevin Hart. I'm going to watch his movies because he's funny. Right? Even though his jokes are kind of the same, he's still funny. It's it's what he gives off, his laughter. Uh, it's starting to run thin for me, man. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it's one of those things, right? You watch too much of it and you will get, you will get burned out. Mm-hmm. Right? Or if they say something wrong that you disagree with, you're going to get rubbed the wrong way. Yeah. Right, so I, I think a lot of people lost the respect for Will Smith when that thing happened. Right, the slap mm. around that you know people were proud of him, and some people were like, "No, that was wrong. You you humiliated a man on stage." I don't understand and, what could people be proud of of that though. There's no nothing, think, knows no zero pride in that. He wasn't defending anybody. She didn't need to be defended over a comment. Yeah, and then you know you're fucking Will Smith on top of the entire world. Basically, you're about to win an Oscar, and you can't control yourself from doing what you did. And that ain't like you went up there and like joked around like you're gonna do it. Like you got your senses back to you as you're walking up there. Like no, you went up there with purpose. And oh, you knew that was that was premeditated right there. I wouldn't you say premeditated because it's not premeditated because a second ago he was smiling and laughing. It's not premeditated. That shit's what? in his head. 
as you were walking up there, you were thinking about what you were about to do. Yeah. So it it didn't happen just, I guess it just depends on what you think is the premeditated versus the time frame of that, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't the day before because nobody knew the joke. But I will say, you know, I'm not a fan of what he did. Mm-hmm. Any other person you hit, especially slapping a grown man. And, you know, there's issues, right? Yeah. And I, I've been in a fight with a famous person. I got in a fight with Dennis Rodman one time. No shit. And, uh, yeah, me and him were at a bar and we went at it. And uh, Of course both, you would get into a fight with Dennis Rodman at a bar. Well, man, I was drunk. And we were at this strip club called the Jaguars. And my friend was trying to talk to him and he pushed my friend down. And so I went over there and chest bumped him or shoulder checked him. Now, don't get me wrong. He's like six foot nine, right? Yeah. He was well he was well taller than me and bigger than me. But I shoulder checked him. And this was like a year after being out of the military. And I still had that mindset like, oh, no, this ain't happening, right? Yeah. And, you know, he pushed me. And then I basically like speared him. And we went through some doors. And we were broken up, and I got kicked out for life from that bar. Of course. Of course and you would get kicked be, out of for life. Yeah, of course, right? You know, we were, and I've been kicked out of life for that bar from like three different times, so it was no big deal. Uh, but That's funny. He was one of my favorite basketball players growing up, right? Because the fundamentals of what he thought on rebounding, you know? Mm-hmm. Just one of my favorite basketball players. But when you disrespect somebody, and I don't care if you're drunk or not, I got issues with that. Yeah. Now I don't do it, right? I don't. You disrespect somebody, hey, I take a step back and, I, you know, I watch what's going on or I get my friends out of there. You know, we're, we're too old for that kind of lifestyle, right? We're too old because at any moment I could have ended up in jail, right? That's that I don't give a shit attitude and it's a bad attitude to have right so but back to the will smith thing i just think you do it to the wrong person and you got issues and i felt like he was the bully picking on the little kid and who will yeah will smith okay you're the bully and you walked up there and picked on the little kid and you got away hey well i think really like if you really think about it the whole overall picture, okay? You 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 have to cut out his. I'm thinking like from a background of a like police officer writing a report to make it predetermined or determined or um you know whatever. First degree or second degree mm-hmm. assault. I'm sorry, battery. Right. <clears throat> so you have to ignore everything else. How was his morning? Was he? having a good day i mean he's nominated for the biggest award on the planet for Absolutely. acting you know great performance yeah uh yeah, i voted for him yeah how did he look when he was on uh the red carpet was he chilling was he happy smiling you know there's cameras everywhere so there's no not a step that he took that wasn't recorded i think somebody would have picked up on him having a bad evening oh absolutely right right okay so now they're seated you know they're having a good good time you know he's getting close to his award coming up 
and here's this guy coming up on stage. They're friends, by the way. And and he makes fun of his wife. He initially laughs about it, but something in his head goes pop. Right. And he, he, he starts walking up up, you know, to confront him. So any other person within their normal right mind, maybe halfway up the stairs, would think, Oh, I have to play this off now because here I am looking aggressive. No, he continued, smacked him up, and then sat back down and then started screaming obscenities. Like, that's far out there. And it, it almost seems staged. Almost. Like, you, like, we need that kind of drama. No, not really, but that shit's fucking incredible. The that, biggest star yeah. on earth loses his shit right in front of the world. Right. He wasn't arrested. They didn't cut the different scenes until after the, the foul language and stuff. Then they kind of went to, but. How many people talked about that Oscar? Right? How many people talked about that? Yeah, we're, we're talking it. about it. Yeah, we're still talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. It almost staged, and I've never slapped anybody, but I've cussed people out, and I've done it to their face, like me pointing my knife hand at them in their face type situation, cussing them out. I've never seen a man sit down yelling from a seated position when there's 30 feet between you and this other person yelling, right? I've never seen that done. Right. To me, it's like you slap him on the face, and then while he's standing there, you're towering over him, cussing him out, telling him, don't ever talk about my wife and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not walk back with all the crowd looking at you, sit down, and then him say something like, oh, he just bitch slapped me. And then they'll go into the whole talk. But yeah, my I wife explained that uh, says that it's entitled behavior. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate those though. Yeah, but, I mean, I love com- I love listening to them. I love comedians, but I hate being at the shows. I don't want to be the the butt of somebody's joke. Just don't be in the front row, man. You got to be uh-huh. somewhere away from the lights in the corner. Yeah. I thought the same <laughs> thing. I, I've been to a comedy show and got made made fun of. Um, yeah. But you have to position yourself away from the light and then away from where he can easily, he or she can easily like just point you out. You don't right. want to dress too crazy because that's another thing that's just going to get you fucked up. I'm and, sensitive uh, though, man. I'm like, I'm okay with you and me making fun of each other, right? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with people I serve with or in a small group, somebody making fun of me. Yeah. Right? I'm not okay with a random stranger making fun of me, and I'm not okay being embarrassed in a front of group where everybody's, I feel like everybody's laughing at me. Not at the joke, but laughing at me. Because then I become the Will Smith, and I realize, hold up, I'm bigger than everybody, and I already have a mentality like, I'm going to go out on top. So one of us is going to get hurt and it ain't me type situation mentality. So, I mean, but you got to keep in mind if you go to some shows, like you, there's a good chance it could happen wherever you are. Yeah. Like you kind of, you, you shake those dice when you pay for the ticket. Right. Yeah. And you got, you've got to pick and choose what you put yourself to. We talk about veterans, right? They talk about, Oh, some veterans are scared of fireworks. 
some veterans get anxiety when they're around a group of people. Some people, some veterans don't like driving. Some veterans don't like guns. There's a different, we can go on list of what some don't like and what, but you got to pick and choose those battles, right? You got to know that, Hey, as we get older and me and Mike talked about this this weekend, cause we talked about how, when we first got out, how things startled us mm-hmm. easily. And, you know, just, uh, you know, certain different things like somebody walking up and saying something and you not not realizing they're there and it catches like startles you, right? Your anxiety gets high and you go back to that flashback mode. But now that we're out, you got to realize that, Hey, nobody's out to get us. Right. There's no bad guys trying to blow us up or shoot us. Right. We're in the safety of being with friends, surrounded by friends in our car, our home, right? Doors are locked. Alarms are set. You're going to hear somebody coming into your house. So you just got to realize that mentality that we're not, we're not in that lifestyle and that, in that environment anymore. And you've got to start thinking that, Hey, okay, this person, this, this isn't going to start on me. Um, this isn't going to freak me out. So if I know going to a concert and being down in the pit and I don't like crowds, I'm not going to put myself there, right? Right. I'm not going to go to a restaurant and sit with my back to the door. You know, now I don't care, but I'm not going to in the past. However, that's that's how it was back then. You just got to know what situation you're about to put yourself in and know who you are. And don't forget who you are. That's the main that's the main thing you can reflect on, right? You can look at all the events that happened in your life, but never forget the person you are and how you got to where you are. Because mm-hmm. that that's the biggest key, right? That never goes away. You're 100% right. And on that note, I think we can close this out, man. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think we did a pretty good first show, I would say. I mean... Yeah, we talked about famous people, which I never want to talk about again, but hey. It's nothing wrong with talking about famous people. We're just uh, investigating fam- the the uh, fa- fact of fame, right? Yeah, like I'd love to have won that lottery and been famous that way. Oh, man, no you don't. Man. Man, that money would have been totally de- It would have impacted lives on top of lives generational wealth for everybody you knew almost like with that kind of money yeah money ain't everything though and on that note money's not everything yeah on that note that revelation that's the end of our show thank you for tuning in to before i forget this is uh me and king's first time at this one hopefully it went well uh to you if you if it did go well please like listen and subscribe and share it with people and uh that's it what do you got king see giddy up giddy up giddy up all right giddy up fuck